0: Welcome to another episode of Real You Real Money. Today's episode is very different to any other episode I've ever done. And normally what I do with their podcast is if I'm gonna if I do an intro, which I do whenever I've got a guest, I do it with the person with me because I'm the sort of person with like as an out of sight, out of mind situation. Once I get up and I leave this computer because Wonderful K edits the podcast, I don't do anything with it really apart from record it, if I walk out this room, I'm going to forget that there was ever an intro that needed doing, and you won't won't ever get the episode. (laughs) But today, I did want to do one. I wanted to do a separate one before my guest is here, because I wanted to talk about the fact that this is quite a departure from a lot of what I talk about. Now, I have been quite loudly, I don't want to say Anti probably is the word, but I'm not a fan of a lot of law of attraction stuff, a lot of what I'll call maybe manifesting culture. And yet, if you've been in my courses, certainly in plenty, you will have heard me say that there are elements of what I teach that absolutely could be classed as that stuff. Now, I probably haven't talked about that on the podcast as much, but that's just because it hasn't come up. It's not because I'm trying to hide anything. But in the course, we talk about that quite a bit. And the reason for that is that, like there, and you'll hear me talk about this some somewhat with Jasrina, who's our guest today. The reason that I'm not a fan of a lot of it is because I think it emotionally bypasses a lot of things. I think that it doesn't take into experience people's whole beings, their whole experience, essentially, and it can be emotionally bypassing all of those things. However, a lot of what is taught in manifesting circles is positive psychology a lot of it is spirituality and a lot of those things can be incredibly supportive in your journey to making money as the real you and i have felt recently now i have a i always grew up in a very christian world that's probably for a whole, like maybe I'll do a podcast on that at some point. It's not something I actually talk about very much, not because I'm against it, but because it's not very relevant to most of my life now. But what that has left me with is a skepticism about spiritual stuff, both from the point of view as like I grew up in a Christian spirituality that ended up being quite harmful for me and in that world a lot of things like tarot cards or meditation even there was a lot of things that were off limits and still with my family some of you might be listening to this episode but would not be happy to know that i had as part of my life in any way and they would be genuinely concerned by that and that's their belief and that's you know that's that's what's the word that's fair like that's their opinion on stuff and i understand that it would be a real concern for them and so for me, there's, there was both what I've been brought up with to be very sceptical and, and almost scared of. And also the fact that the spirituality I had experienced hadn't ended up being particularly a very supportive place for me at all. In fact, it had been quite a harmful place. And so I have kind of dipped my toe in to some stuff over time. Certainly early on, I definitely dipped my toe and I went on a few a retreat where... I really loved a lot of the stuff that we we did that was in that more spiritual realm. We did things like beta healing and a few other things that I wouldn't even know the name of, but I found them really helpful. But then I also had an experience that was less positive with some stuff that like just really wasn't more like shamanic stuff that wasn't really my vibe at all and went too close for me to the Christianity I'd grown up in. And so that then made me like pull back. But then recently. I've just been more curious about it because there is something having grown up in a Christian world there is something about believing in things I don't know if having faith in or feeling supported by is a better word in things outside of yourself when everything relies on you sometimes and some of you will be like yes Ray but that's the work that's what we need to get to and maybe maybe you're right but I don't think whether regardless if it's a placebo effect or not it doesn't really matter to me if it supports me and it's doing no harm. And so Jesrina and I today go into a lot of this sort of discussion. We talk about human design, which is something that I've been delving into and experimenting with for, for like six to nine months. Probably I'm not like an expert. I'm not even, I mean, not, I wouldn't even say I'm an intermediate on it. I'm still very much a beginner with it, but it is something I've found very supportive in my own understanding of myself and my journey. And equally, we talk about kind of some of the problems that come with that, all sorts of things. So if you are someone who like I I can be very cynical about this stuff, if you're someone who feels that way, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you're someone who, again, like me, is curious but wary, then again, I really hope this is an episode that you enjoy. I know lots of you who follow me and who listen to this podcast are well into things like tarot and all sorts of other things. So again, I hope you love this episode too. Thank you as always for being here. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Real You, Real Money, the podcast that will inspire you to love all of who you are and love making big money all at the same time. I'm Ray Dodd, your host and resident money coach, and week in, week out, I'm here to remind you that your feelings and experiences of money have nothing to do with who you are and everything to do with who you've been told you have to be. This podcast is all about powerful conversations that will support you in building a business that reflects who you actually are this is not a one-size-fits-all style podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates the individual you are and more than that, believes your uniqueness is the key to you making the sort of money you truly want to. Thank you for being here. Let's do this thing. Welcome, Jazrina Harlow. I didn't ask, do you prefer being called Jazrina or Jazz, or do you not mind?
1: Jazz, actually, I do prefer it. I do prefer it, but I guess because it's like my Instagram name mm. everyone kind of I just feel like sometimes I'm being told off if someone calls me Jazz but it's my name
0: so also you are so lucky like we've well, got beautiful both versions are so good I think like I think Jazz excellent Jazz is b- <laughs> brilliant whereas yeah. my full name I, some people might not know this I think I talk about this on the podcast a fair bit but my full name is Rachel if someone oh. calls me yeah I know everyone's you always know like that. oh yeah <laughs> But when people call me Rachel, I'm like, what? What did I do? It feels really <laughs> like I don't like it. It needs to be right. It just feels really like, it's not that I don't like the name Rachel. It just isn't my name. It's not my yeah. name. It's... Most people don't call me Jazrina, So that's why I find
1: it quite strange. But then I also think like is very familiar. Mm,
0: that's Yes, that was why I asked. And also because yeah. sometimes I am one of those terrible people that will shorten things when I shouldn't. I will probably do that automatically because I shot in my name. But yeah, yeah, me too. Me yeah. Too. Okay, so <laughs> very long discussion. Jazz, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. So just to give everyone listening a bit of background, the reason Jazz and I are being so familiar with each other right now is because we spent hours together yesterday. Literally. Um, Jazz very kindly gifted me at one of her, what do you call it, the actual yeah, name? Design reading. Yeah, it was I'm just design, a, reading. design reading. Okay. Yeah which was awesome. And I'm really excited to see, like having had that, I'm really excited to see how our conversation goes and what comes out of today as well. So my first question, and the question I ask nearly everybody when they come on the podcast is, could you just tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are?
1: Mm. How did you end
0: up doing what you do?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Okay, let me try. I'm so, I'm one for like, going like jabbering on. So I'm gonna try and make this concise. Jabber away. <laughs> How did I get to where I am? My gosh, well, I think the easy answer will be I'm a manifesting generator, we pivot mm. all the time. So, <laughs> and I've done podcasts before and obviously human design was not part of my life then. So, mm. okay, so my background, my kind of corporate working background was in fashion buying and I did yes. that for years So I graduated, I did a fashion design degree And I thought I was going to be a fashion designer, darling, and all the things And I went into buying, which was actually Mm. probably perfect for me. It was like this midway point between creativity and then also kind of like me analysing things. I analyse quite deeply. So that was perfect. And then it kind of got to a point where I was like, oh, I don't really know who I am anymore. It really kind of Mm. consumed me. Mm. corporate life does that I think yeah. uh, but within a in a creative kind of background I was like yeah not really sure this is working out anymore and I'd also started a family so mm. we know what that's like corporate life being a mom mm. they don't gel well they they mm. at least didn't gel back then anyway so I left the corporate space and felt like I needed to go on this kind of deep introspective journey and I did a lot of self-development work on myself and then I trained in coaching, life coaching. And I'm going to say this and I hopefully I don't offend anyone, but I think most people kind of do, like when they go on their own kind of journey, they're like, oh, I want to help other people. Because yeah. you realise like yeah. how far removed you were from yourself, for example, yes. or things that you were working with or struggling with and yeah. you know, how helpful it can be. So yeah, got into coaching, went on a bit of a kind of deep spiritual journey as well, and then landed in sound healing which has been a huge huge part of my life and again similar thing started doing it for myself and then was like i need to share this so Mm. (laughs) during the pandemic got into sound healing and doing it online end of 2019 because that's when everything kind of kicked off the world started to shut down Mm. march 2020 right yeah so i was like oh i'm just coming out into the world and then the Mm. pandemic pandemic was like no no everyone's (laughs) indoors now so i had to transition very quickly online and mm. then that was like my thing and that was beautiful and amazing and i loved it and then human design kind of came on in a very similar way mm. um i don't know if anybody still does clubhouse these days you remember during i was the pandemic? just talking
0: about clubhouse yesterday <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was
1: such a like thing during oh, yeah. the pandemic and then i just i i don't remember the last time i've been on there but i randomly came across this group where everyone was sharing these magnificent crazy charts and I was like mm. what, that, what the hell is this what, what is this oh, yeah. and that was my first kind of yeah way into it and so mm. then again for myself started looking into it went down the rabbit hole loved it trained in it and here i am now so essentially if i was to wrap up everything that i kind of do (laughs) helping people with their inner radiance and understanding their energetics. so whether that's through sound healing whether that's through life coaching or that's through human design or anything else that i do because again like i mentioned manifesting generator doing all the things i also do a lot of branding design work Mm. from a creative point of view so i yeah that's me of the
0: phrase inner radiance like helping people mm. in inner radiance that is like yeah beautiful. and so such a descriptive way of talking about what you do like I really see yeah. that but people yeah. that don't know what a manifesting generator is what human design is can you explain mm. <laughs> I know I'm like this is like this is a lot but can you explain <laughs> as succinctly as you can what those things are that you're talking about
1: okay so human design is like a synthesis of four esoteric wisdoms and a bit of science just throw that in sprinkled over the top and it's a fusion of western astrology chinese astrology i ching traditional hindu chakra system and kabbalah and essentially those four wisdoms kind of have created this i don't know energetic blueprint like a map a body map of who we are and how our energy Mm -hmm is used and how we navigate our energy in the world and there are five types that come from all of all of these wisdoms that kind of map out how our energy is in this body graph it's called the body graph if you've ever seen a human design chart it's like a picture of lots of geometric shapes (laughs) on the map of a body and some shapes are colored in and some shapes are white And essentially depending on what centers, I say shapes, but they're actually called centers and it's like the expanded version of chakra system. Depending on what centers are colored in and what centers are white, that then determines what type you are. And there are five. You have the manifestor, the generator, manifesting generator, a projector and a reflector. And these five energy types work in different ways with each other and we interact energetically differently. And so a manifesting generator is like the subtype um or in traditional human design we are the subtype of the generator and generator only and then there's kind of like this expanded version which suggests that we're more of a hybrid we're actually Mm. mixed between the manifester and a generator making us the manifesting generator and so i guess the most prevalent thing about what type you are depends on whether you have a defined sacral or not which is about your life force energy And if that's colored in, you can only be a manifesting generator or a generator. And if it's in white, you'd be one of the other three types. And that's just about kind of how much access we have to our life force energy. Then that spins up into many different things. But essentially, as a generator, I have lots of access to life force energy. It's kind of sustainable, but with a slight Mm. caveat. yeah so hopefully that answers that question and I think it's one of
0: those things we'll put links at the bottom to like Mm -hmm. it's one of those things to like have a look at and investigate for yourself for me so I like being in the coaching world lots of people are into things like astrology and quite a lot of different kind of spiritual I guess modalities and ideas and all of that stuff I grew up in a very Christian background Mm -hmm. and so this stuff was very much off limits to me growing up. Mm -hmm. I I wasn't allowed to watch He-Man. So like this is like, absolutely. Or like Harry Potter, all of that was demon possession. Yes. So so like this stuff to me is so interesting. But for a long time, like I'd look at astrology and like, I was so curious because a lot of my friends got so much out of it. And our mutual friend Tamu always talks about me being such a Scorpio. And I'm always like, I don't really... I know what that means. I don't really, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't understand. And I just wouldn't connect with it. But when someone like, I don't even know how it happened, but when I finally looked at my human design, I was like, oh my god, this is explaining so much of how I feel. And so I'm also mm. a manifesting generator. I think a reasonable amount of entrepreneurs are manifesting generators, aren't they? Because it kind of lends itself to it. I know not exclusively at yeah, all. Yeah, quite, I seem to meet a lot of people in that yeah space. But for me, it just it was. And you said this in our reading yesterday. It it's like this huge permission slip to do mm-hmm. things the way that I am often fighting myself for. Like, so a big example with for manifesting generators. One of the things that's really important for us, and I don't know if it's true for manifestors or generators as well, mm-hmm. but is the ability to kind of. Go back on what we said we'd do. Like to <laughs> say, yeah, 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 like, or be excited in the moment. Yeah, I'd love to do that. That sounds great. And then go, well, I don't think I do, want to do that, actually. And yeah. the story for me was so much about being flaky, being like not being good enough at following things through. And to read that that was like part of who I am was like, oh, like that's a whole thing. This is a. Yeah. Man-
1: yeah. Um, as on. a manifesting, yeah, as a manifesting generator, what we're. The generator type is like we're like we're doers we're we're the kind of builders of society so to speak we have sustainable energy to kind of keep on going so that's kind of like Mm -hmm. i guess the purpose of who we are a manifesting generator say the generator is more of the focus doing a manifester or doer should i say a manifesting generator is bit of a pivoter we like to move on to things and try a little bit of everything so we're very kind of multi-passionate and we can multitask almost we can do Mm. lots of things at once we're like the 20 tab open person (laughs) not exclusively but it's very common for us to have 20 tabs open and we might think oh i'm gonna do a bit of my calendar or a bit of admin or actually let me just go put the washing on like we will literally flip into different things and we will take New inspiration in and work with it until it doesn't really serve us anymore. So, the flaky thing, I definitely mm. get. Like, when I found out I was a manifesting generator, I was like, oh my God, thank you. Like, validation, a permission slip, yeah. like, I'm okay to do that. It's, it's yeah. normal for me. Yeah. So, that's great. And then, on top of that, knowing your profile, I'm a three five, which is about trial and erroring things. So, we mm. basically do things and figuring out what's not working for us if we mm. you know that kind of double impacts this <laughs> let me move on to the next thing (laughs) energy of a manifesting generator but also just to kind of like add on to when you were saying like we can go back on the things that we say as manifesting Mm -hmm. generator i think that might lie more exclusively to your authority if you have an emotional authority what that means is that your moods can kind of like go in waves and so you might be really excited about something today And you're like yes 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 and then if your emotions kind of mellow out and you might feel very different the next day and then go back on what you said because in that moment you were either very excited or very angry if you change your mind that's not a wrong thing kind of life tells us that we need to be very certain about the decisions that Mm. we make in that moment in time and we then feel like we can't say no to people or yeah change our minds
0: afterwards so yeah very very I love that so much. And I think it's so, I think one of the things for me, so I guess this is my next question. Mm. Because for me, a lot of what human design is, is kind of, and you said this yesterday, I can't remember your exact words, but you were like, it's a decision-making tool. It's something to use. It's not a dictatorship. Like this is how Mm. you are. It's a like suggestion of like, do you resonate with this? Does this like illuminate something for you? And therefore, like, it's almost like, for me, it feels like a filter to run things through and, and stuff like that. But why, what power is there in acting from our design? Like, and Mm. and I've put slash being ourselves because I think that's a lot of what it is. Yeah. What power is there in that from your perspective?
1: Oh my gosh, so much power. I think what it helps us to do is learn to trust what we know and sense about ourselves. Yeah. I've had quite a few discovery calls recently before people booking the reading I think it's really important to do that one so that people kind of connect with your energy as well but also it gives people that I'm able to share with them that you know human design doesn't necessarily tell you anything that you don't already know about yourself in fact I don't think it does say anything new it just reconfirms and validates things that you already know to be true but don't necessarily trust yourself on
0: yes yeah Absolutely, that's so my experience. Yeah,
1: trusting your body wisdom, trusting your intuition, because, you know, the world says, oh, you shouldn't think like that or feel like that, or it's different to how everyone else responds to certain things. Or, you know, often we can't necessarily rationalise or we have the language for how we feel or want to respond to something. Mm. And if you can't explain it, then for someone else, it's very hard to kind of like, you know, say oh yeah well you should do this or you shouldn't do that often I think we just kind of fall into a bit of a trap like I should just do what's logical because I can't necessarily explain what my body's feeling right now Mm. yeah 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 the power in that is that you get to make not necessarily better decisions although yes I think that's true but correct uh, is that even a word (laughs) Corrector. correct (laughs) correct Decisions for yourself, yeah, specifically for generators, and I'm sure all types, but I guess because I'm a manifesting generator, I feel and sense this so much more. There are so many times in my life where I have known that I shouldn't have done something or said yes to something, or you know, and I'm like, why did I do that? I knew I shouldn't, yeah. like, that it just comes back to me in like the worst way. And I'm like, I knew mm. I shouldn't have done that, I knew I shouldn't have said that, or what, whatever it is. Mm. Um. And then we forget that we didn't trust ourselves in the knowing. Mm. So, and then when it's the next time to make that intuitive decision, we do the same thing again, go with our logic and then go, oh my God, I knew I shouldn't have all. Yeah, so.
0: And I think like on the surface, that seems like a really logical point, but that's a super layered point. Like, Mm -hmm. because a lot of what I teach and this came, this was so funny. We were cracking up yesterday with how much this came up in my reading. And I can't remember the exact sentence, but it was like basically that part of my role is about disrupting patterns and stuff like Mm. that. So, a lot of what I do is on this podcast, in my work, in my programs, is deconstructing, particularly conditioning, societal, cultural conditioning of how we're meant to be. But what I observe frequently when people do that work, and this is, and I do do this alongside things, but I think human design is a really beautiful tool in aiding this kind of discovery of. Well, without the conditioning, who am I? Yeah, like when part of our conditioning, as well, particularly for people socialised as women, is to be de- to be conditioned out of being in having any connection to your desires and your instincts. Mm-hmm. And I talk a lot about like one of the ways in which we are conditioned out of being in touch with our instincts is, for example, with diet culture. We right. are from the very beginning. We are taught. Not to honor our most basic of needs because they might make us fat. So, so you know, it's like that's super basic, but you can see how we are. And desire is is like instincts and desire. Like even that desire to eat, that desire to like nourish ourselves, and that instinct to nourish ourselves. That conditioning to be only be a one certain way kind of like wedges itself in there, and then we we're like, oh, I don't know, can I trust myself with that? And for me, human design is this really like like almost like a lot of people talk about blueprints in human design I've noticed and like Mm -hmm. it's almost like I wouldn't say a map it's more of a like guide maybe but Mm. like it just reminds you of like oh that thing I feel that desire for that thing so that example of like the way that I often have an instinct to go back on something or the way that I get a real gut feeling that that is correct for me or all the different ways things show up that that is real yeah like almost like yeah. it's external validation officially we sort of say I don't want to say we shouldn't need like we don't need but we do we do yeah <laughs> yeah i'm with you I'm yeah. like we shouldn't and i'm but
1: cringe we, when i say it but we yeah. do
0: yeah but we do like of <laughs> yeah.
1: course
0: yeah. yeah so i i love that it kind of for me as we unravel our conditioning around who we have to be or supposed to be mm. it feels like human design comes in and it it gives us that like just fleshing out of stuff that we haven't been given in the past
1: exactly that exactly that the fleshing out part the curiosity part as well Mm. I think is really like key and being able to explore and be open with it I mean I I said this to you yesterday I'm not the biggest fan of any type of label Mm. (laughs) and not that not because I don't think labels are important but because I never could I, I was never able to put myself in any type of like box Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you kind of come into the world of like self-employment and you're going to be this entrepreneur and everybody wants to know what your niche is and like Mm -hmm. what's the thing that you do and i used to find it wildly frustrating because i was like there isn't one word that encapsulates me or says or suggests who i am and so i would reject that instantly i don't like this idea of being in a box and in some ways It should be. (laughs) I should reject human design to some degree because it kind of Mm -hmm. does categorize us. However, it categorizes us with expansion because there's so many layers to it. So, yes, we know our type. Yes, we know our authority and and strategy. But there's so much more to that, which is what we went through yesterday in the reading. We were looking at your son gate. Mm. And then we looked at your incarnation cross and we were looking at the centers that are open and the centers that mm-hmm. are divided. And then when you paint the picture, it's not actually boxing you. It's saying okay. this is this is an energetic map or guide, like you say, of who you are. And this is the, I guess, a tool to help you work with your intuition. Yeah. The best way you possibly can. And I don't think there's any right or wrong in it either in regards to like, oh, follow this strategy or don't. Because either way, you'll begin to figure out whether you can trust yourself or not. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like, yeah, it's a very supportive guide and helps you to be as expansive as you want to be or kind of not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I often quote the Walt Whitman poem I don't know if you know it which is part of one of the verses is do I contradict myself indeed I do for I am large I contain multitudes mm. I feel like human design and I I find like a lot of personalities like I know that people are quite cynical about them sometimes and we're going to get onto that in just a second yeah uh, I feel like human design particularly makes a lot of space for multitudes like yeah it makes a lot of space for like Things that might have seemed like contradictions, might have seemed Mm -hmm. like things that we were doing wrong that we needed to heal ourselves out of, which is such a big, and Ah. I'm going to use the word danger purposefully on self development. Like, I think it's a real problem. A lot of us trying to heal ourselves out of who we are. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I feel like to me, human design has validated a number of things that I was like, I really need to fix this about myself
1: yes and also in essence human design i think that the book the original book that was written by Ra Uru who is about the science of differentiation it's not it's like how different we are how unique we are how we can lean into that and also there are the shadowy aspects of that and then the light of i mean i hate even Mm -hmm. using those terms but it's a polar It's a pole there's a polarity of the extremes and we can kind of waver between each you know side of that kind of polarity or that that archetypal the energetic imprint, you know, of the things that we see in our chart and we decide where we want to kind of position ourselves. The shadowy aspects are not maybe gonna get us to where we want to be, but at least you you know that you're not incorrect in where you're at, actually. That's just mm-hmm. a part of who you are.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and sometimes we're gonna be in the shadowy aspects more than the mm. lighter aspects And that's that's for us to kind of decide and then kind of decide, you know, leaning to what feels more aligned with who we are and who we want to be
0: I think you said like correct me if I'm wrong in what you said yesterday but you said something about how like we can never be in the wrong place or the never be in the wrong mm. Do you, how did you remember how you would phrase that
1: I can't remember specifically how I said it but I, re- I referred to it again today because and I think this just comes off the back of me doing so many readings now mm. especially if, so I'm 38 so I you know tend to get people coming to me around the same age yeah. and for those of us who are in like you know maybe between the ages of 35 and 45 you know we get to this place where we're like are we doing what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. like am I living in my purpose it's like this time I mean there's much younger people who also think of that and I'm like wow yeah. you have so much time to like worry yeah. about those things. yeah <laughs> don't like stress about it but oh, yeah. you know purpose is important to many people and you know Mm. I you know don't have any objection to that at all but around this age we tend to start getting a bit itchy about are we doing what we're supposed to be doing have I been living the life that I've wanted to and so what's really interesting around this time is that we're all asking those questions and then when I do the readings specifically I'll look at the incarnation cross and what Mm. the incarnation cross kind of gives you the essence and the flavor of what your life mission is
0: yeah
1: or your soul's mission the journey that you've been on and most people will read it and be like I am I'm already doing that like mm-hmm. it won't give you the specifics yeah. of like you're working here at that place and it gives you the essence of like if you're about community for you it was about you know the patterns like realizing yeah. the patterns and trying to kind of like be the pattern breaker like interrupt the things that are not helping us so to speak to mm-hmm. to move towards well-being and prosperity which is so interesting because it directly
0: reflects the work literally that said now. the word prosperity in there <laughs> so funny.
1: <laughs> so like when that gets read out most people are like oh and there's this kind of like light bulb moment where they're mm-hmm. recognized and realize i'm always doing I've always been doing that or well, that's kind of like being mm. like this real that under that this kind of interwoven essence and flavor of what I do. And so I use that as an opportunity to remind everyone you are always being supported. You are always mm. being guided. And even though and I guess maybe it comes back to this trust piece as well. Mm hmm if we're leading ourselves to where we're supposed to be like you were always doing that like you can't yeah. go too far away from it mm. so it's always a nice reminder just that you you know you're always living out exactly how you're supposed to be it's just connecting with that are we disconnected from it mm. do we trust it are we leading from that place yeah. and more than often than not we we aren't, which is yeah,
0: it's just so interesting, I think, like because I think one way that that can be like it's one of those things, isn't it? It can be a tool or a weapon, depending mm. on how it's used, so one of the phrases yeah. that I've talked a lot about with my clients that I find very helpful, but I totally understand that it's not something for like me to say to a client glibly is the phrase, "Everything is always working out for me." now, mm. I say that as somebody. Who's had one parent die when I was very young? Has another parent who is incredibly ill? Has like had shit happen? Basically, like I'm. Yeah. And if if just after my mama died, someone had gone, you know what though, Ray? Everything's always working out for you. I'd have yeah. been like, fuck off. Yeah, but <laughs> <and> rightly so. <laughs> if I look back on, um, like, would I be doing my job? if my mom hadn't died, would I be married to my husband? Would my life look like this? I don't think it would. So it's not to be like, yay, someone died. Or yay, this terrible thing happened, but everything's always working out for me. But also there's something very like steadying that I think humans desire about being able to, kind of I don't know I don't know if faith is the right word or mm. just feeling supported in some way outside of what we see and what's tangible yeah but I also see how problematic that can be
1: 100% and <laughs> because also with that line what it suggests is like things don't go wrong and that's never yes true. no <laughs> that's never no. It, it doesn't suggest that or it can suggest that shit doesn't happen or bad yeah. things don't happen and I completely like relate to that and I think and I I would only say that in relation to people feeling that they're far from what their purpose is but not mm. necessarily in regards to like you know that happened because you needed to be where you are that's not
0: yeah. Yes, but and it's such a subtle difference, but it's such an important one. Yeah. Like yeah. because that's when we get into I remember reading this book by Byron Katie, I think is her name. Mm. And it's kind of this suggestion, it's where a lot of the life school Brooke Castillo kind of vibes come from, which is basically this idea that your thoughts are responsible for your reality. Now, okay. our thoughts are incredibly important, obviously, and mm-hmm. they definitely create a lot of our experience but not like and I just remember thinking like so if I'm being mugged in the street it's my thought that's creating the problem there and that's me using a much like a purposely sanitized example like I could use a much more like grim example like that's not true and there are places where that makes a lot of sense and I think this is it's where it's like it's it's the amount of nuance we have to bring to stuff, right? <laughs> like,
1: that was the word I was about to yeah. say. It's so nuanced. You yeah. you can't. It's not just you know. It's not black and white. There's so many layers to these, and mm. um, yeah, I can I can and I think that's why I kind of also act cautiously around human design. And I say at the mm. beginning of every single reading, take what you need yeah because if it's not important to you there's no i don't want anyone to stress about it because also like you said it can be used as a weapon as well yeah some people will use human design not intentionally but like will weaponize it against themselves Mm. to be like well, why am i not this type or why do i have to have an open spleen or like because Mm. there's like the let's say lack of awareness maybe i don't know if that's the right term but like the just not necessarily tuned into who they are, and also have accepted it because acceptance is a huge piece of like, learning to work with who you are, like what your potentials are, and everyone has potentiality everywhere. So even in human design, when I talk about like, oh, you may not have as much access to your emotional center, Mm. or, you know, your arjuna, your mind, it's actually not necessarily saying that you don't have access to it all. It's just less reliable, or not as consistent, but it doesn't mean mm. that you don't get to experience all aspects of who we are. It's just that there's mm. a, there's a, there's a kind of defined, there's like a re- there's a setting that kind of, it's like the reset button, there's like a yeah. programming almost to some degree, yeah. um, but it's not impossible for us to lean into all aspects of, of who we are. There's just ways for us to work with our energy that allows us to be in more flow and mm. ease but doesn't mean that life becomes easier it's just a sense of ease that kind of comes yes with
0: yeah yeah absolutely I mean like I said I've done some kind of looking at human design and the coach I work with works with it a bit as well, but you were the first person who's really talked so much about my. I think it's my spleen, the, mm. the emotional, like how open solar, plexus, is, your solar soul plexus, plexus, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, like how open that is, and that is something I experience a lot. So I don't think I try and be really open about this, but sometimes when you are in a position like I'm in, in terms of being a coach, having a podcast, letting people know your opinions, no matter how much you say, you are a hot mess. No one actually believes you. <laughs> 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 like not as many people like like not everyone believes you but my emotions are like I like to listen to a Jonas Brothers song <laughs> about being on a roller coaster sometimes just to remind myself about what a roller coaster I'm on yeah I choose that song over a Ronan Keating song or a Bewitch song but <laughs> I am so like so up and down emotionally and even just mm. yesterday like hearing you talk about that, it was just like you know what I don't have to fight that. It's not wrong. It's just how I experience things, yeah. For whatever reason, and I can look at my childhood. I can look at all sorts of things, but I also know somebody else could have exact same childhood as me. In fact, like my brother did, and he he is not on that emotional roller coaster. So there's yeah. like predisposition layered with experience. I think, of course, as well. yeah. yeah. And I just find that really like again it was like a, a permission thing it was an acceptance thing of like it's all right that you're like that right it's okay yeah. that one, yeah. like, one minute you're fine and then the next minute you're not and then you're fine again like that yeah exactly
1: big. and it's it's okay to also have curiosity around that as well because mm. it's like okay so so why is that is it conditioning or like yeah am I receiving emotional energy around me and and can't necessarily decipher whether it belongs to me or like there's so yeah. many different ways you yeah. can go into that or I'm just emotional right now and that's yes. freaking
0: okay. Like, yeah, let's... yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What <laughs> would you say to people who, because I think my audience, I've, I've said, I'll say in the intro for this, like that this is a very different episode to a lot of what I talk about. And I have always been quite loudly like I use the word plenty in my work not I can't remember what the word is now abundance that's the one Mm. because I don't like the connotations that come along with abundance because of the places I've seen it used and the example I always use is when everything happened in June of 2020 with George Floyd and there were so Mm. many coaches who preach abundance day in day out unwilling to voice their opinions either way on it because it might put clients off now if you believe in unlimited limitless abundance why would it be a problem to put clients off and mm-hmm. so it's all of that stuff which is why I tend to use I came up with my own word because I just don't love that and it's very linked to manifesting stuff and yeah and while I think manifesting is a bit of a similar thing it can be used as a tool or it can be used as a weapon There are loads of things I use in my business that do fall into those categories that do Mm. fall into what would be considered like which people would teach as manifesting and stuff. Yeah. So I've kind of made the decision recently just to like been on my own journey with it, which I'll go into more in the intro than here. But just to like really like, I don't know, take a step closer to some of that stuff because it feels like it's like tapping on my shoulder quite a lot. But I know that for a lot of my listeners, it'll be a bit like, why is we talking about this stuff? Like, this is this feels like not very her. What would you say to people who feel like and some people just feel cynical, right? And they just don't want to know about it. That's one thing. But I think some people feel more like I felt, which is like, I don't know. But also, I wonder if there's something in that. What would you say to people who are kind of curious about this stuff, but also probably concerned by it yeah. as well but I guess the the premise
1: is like who is the message being said by as well like there's yes. that's like a huge piece yes. It. yes gosh listen I'm because part of my human design I'm not mm. a fan of any type of like institutionalized order or yeah. hierarchy in any sense yeah. i've always had like a very interesting relationship with that and so i'm also looking at who's the messenger i kind of take from that what i can i really try to tune in with my own personal intuition and decipher whether what someone's sharing it relates to me or resonates with me and i think everyone should always take that stance like because there are some people who will leaning to a message from a messenger and just kind of like take it for what it's worth hence why i'm always like take what you need and leave the rest yeah. and i think we all need to have a level of responsibility around what we receive from others although i know that isn't always yeah. fair to
0: say because no but i think <laughs> that is a piece that sometimes gets lost in a more like current discussion around this yeah. stuff.
1: there's a lot of people that get put on a pedestal and i reject that also because Mm. I'm always I'm never trying to be that person for anyone either so Mm. I I try and stay clear from it all I can say is that if it resonates and it feels good to you to kind of look into it then definitely see and feel and and speak to people that you feel comfortable and confident with Mm. to explore the subject of human design Yeah, Because also, like everything else, there are kind of pockets of this kind of like human design community that isn't so nice as well. There's elements that I'm not really into that can feel quite Mm. a bit cultish almost, depending on, again, (laughs) where where it's driven from. So Mm. I think there's a level of curiosity that many of us have, especially around sort of astrology and whatnot. Like my background, when I was growing up, my parents were, I guess, God fearing would be the term, but Mm. we never went to church. I got hit by a car when I was 17 and had this kind of like moment where I was like what is life I could have died and ended up mm-hmm. going to church and became a born again Christian for a couple of years and then walked away from it again this kind of hierarchy institutionalized order thing was just like oh actually mm-hmm. that's not for me but I really tuned into the spiritual aspects of it that resonated mm-hmm. with me and some people would just be like oh well you're just taking what you want from it and then like but that's me and i past caring now back in the day I was like (laughs) I've been really like oh my god don't look at me in that way but I'm very much for tuning into what feels right for me and so my journey in spirituality has been a bit of me kind of like oh curious about that let me see Mm. like put my head around the corner and lean into a little bit and then think oh actually that I'm not feeling but this I'm Mm. yeah I'm really into and I've been guided by my intuition with it mm. um, and always at any point if i'm feeling like you know what this doesn't feel right anymore i would remove myself and i don't know if that sounds flaky or not but i guess we all just do what serves us at the time and if it helps us to bring us closer to being your and even i say this time i was going to say being your best self i hate that mm-hmm. phrase i don't even know what the phrase is or language yeah. word, but i guess being your most authentic self mm if that brings you closer to being your most authentic self and living life the way that you desire we spoke yeah. about that at the beginning yeah then lean into it and mm. ask for guidance and support with from people that you can trust otherwise leave it alone if it doesn't resonate that's that's okay because just thinking about the actual different wisdoms that come within human design the Hindu chakra system and astrology, like you can go through those avenues alone. You don't have to utilize human design to kind of like get to where you want to be. I guess human design is just a little bit more granular and you can use the information in a way that is practical to make you, to help you make decisions as opposed to just thinking like, well, I need to be more like this. It actually helps, mm. it guides you to do that through. The decision-making kind of like awareness tool that it provides for you so yeah yeah.
0: I love that I love how like that what you've said is so based in trusting yourself and I think Mm. I think in this online climate particularly and it's a good thing like human beings pendulums swing to one from one extreme to the other a lot of the time and I think as there was the Me Too movement there's the Black Lives Matter movement those were incredibly and are incredibly important things and sometimes the pendulum swings to the point of everyone's terrified of what to say that they're not going to get it right and and I think a lot of this stuff is people it's less about cynicism around the spiritual and more concern about getting it wrong like yeah it's and it's that a bit and I don't think humans can operate for long in a space of I can't do anything in case I get it wrong because we get stuff wrong all the bloody time all the time yeah and and it's I say this all the time as well, like it's, so much of it is about the ability to apologise if necessary. Mm-hmm. And but most of the time, it's really just about letting yourself evolve and find out stuff for yourself, I, I think.
1: Yeah, agreed. You're not going to know everything, but I think we, you know, have to do due diligence in researching mm-hmm. and kind of having and feeling into things. And I think also kind of the background of the reasons why a lot of us won't or, you know, a lot of people want to make mistakes is because we've been so indoctrinated in patriarchy yeah and and white supremacy the basis of like how we kind of live and 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 Mm -hmm. navigate life. now we are having to unlearn a lot of things yeah and so even as a black woman myself has to question why am i going into this or why am i looking Mm -hmm. at this from this perspective because i've had to decondition myself as well from a lot of programming yeah was ultimately very conflicting (laughs) to who I'm supposed to be yeah yeah so yeah yeah, it's nuanced it's complicated it's layered as always I think you know trusting yourself first and foremost is like the key thing and educating yourself where possible to make you know to have that level awareness basically Mm. and to ensure that you're making decisions not from a place that is rooted in all the things that we're trying to fight against right now
0: and this so there's two things I'll see if I've got time for the second question but there's one other thing we talked about this yesterday and I this is one of the reasons that I am very much like so a lot of my kind of reticence has been less about I don't know getting it wrong or right with spirituality and more that I have kind of like traumas associated with spiritual stuff from my upbringing in churches and one of the things that really, like, I've thought for a long time, and, and is one of the reasons that I am more open to this stuff is you hear the term woo spoken about a lot mm. online, and it's often what's used. And I said very bluntly to you yesterday, but, <laughs> which I'm sorry, know <laughs> it just always comes out way more blunt than I mean. <laughs> I think a lot of when we talk about things being woo or woo woo, it can be quite dismissive of what are very like traditional. Wisdoms, yeah, non-white wisdoms generally, because yeah. we don't we we've killed all of our wisdoms off the white mm. people. So like and so sometimes often, it mean, by the way, if you're someone who's used that term, like just check in with yourself. There's you don't need to feel like guilt about it. It's just it's it's become the word that's used but yeah. I find that it can be and another word I used to just really were very bluntly so I was like I just think it's racist
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: but because yeah. it's like these are not woo-woo things often they are like thought through ancient like wisdoms like mm-hmm. learn amazing things yeah. that we are kind of dismissing as this flighty spiritual thing that's not really doesn't really matter
1: yeah because it's so taboo isn't it to be spiritual
0: yeah uh, and I, yeah and I felt that in various
1: ways like like I mentioned when I decided to become a born-again Christian like I had so many people look at me sideways like what like huh why and then when I left people were like huh why like there was no mm-hmm. one to, I couldn't please anyone in whatever scenario or, yeah. or other than pleasing myself I've used the term woo so many times and actually you saying that to me yesterday reflecting it to me i was like yeah i kind of have dismissed my sense of spirituality sometimes with the term woo because again sometimes we we categorize things and put labels on it because it's easier to communicate and say like oh i'm spiritual but not in that way like Yeah, (laughs) yeah 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 and and so i hear exactly what you're saying gosh it, we there's a level of acceptance that we all have to kind of work with and navigate in navigating ourselves because yeah. it's, it's also meaning that we're dismissing our own internal
0: yeah
1: communication of like mm. spirituality and what's really interesting especially if we just talk about astrology specifically and I've said this to a few people I've been like when the sun comes out everyone's vibe changes we're all yeah. happy we're all like oh my god like it just lifts us in a certain way yeah and so yes the, the sun is huge but there's also other planets that are working around the sun that are, are energetically affecting us and we can think about the moon as well and the yeah. tides of the moon just in a very kind of simple natureistic way mm. why would that not affect us on some sort of level yeah for the characteristics and archetypes of that and so mm. When you sit with it in that way, you could still kind of like dismiss it if you want to. And that's totally fine. I respect anybody who does mm. that because you, you know, you're the authority of who you are. Okay. I'd never want anyone to think, oh, well, well, because you don't mm. think like that, there's something wrong with you. We all need to just do what's right for us. Yeah, But you're right. I think, you know, that term can be very dismissive. And if it's important to you, we should lean into it. I
0: think the thing that I always think about is like being a mum, there are certain instinctive things you do that science has caught up with later. So mm. like things like having, and I know it's a very controversial subject, but for those of us that had our babies in our beds or near our beds, amount of times I woke up catching my child just before they like fell off the bed or something yeah. like that, like an instinctive, uh, like I've or even a few times woke up and caught sick like don't <laughs> have you ever had that you're like, oh i know you're yeah. about to be sick i knew yeah that yeah about to there's just like, just like this like innate pull and know or all like yeah. just before the wake up you're like did i hear baby like there's all those things and i think a lot about that like the ways that mums have known things like for years in years women have put bre- breast milk in like to heal things and then mm. they discovered now they're using breast milk to cure aids like
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, wow. that
0: was part of the research that's led to it. Like there's these things that mothers and, and often women have innately known. And a client of mine said that her mother-in-law um, used to hang the clothes. She'd iron the clothes and she'd hang them in the cupboard for a few days. And I, I'm not going to say this right, but because she said that's, that's how you look after the clothes, like it allows them to settle. And they were always like, that's so weird. And then there came out, science came out that said, yes, that helps preserve clothes for longer. So there's all these things that we sort of like innately know and Mm. and like acupuncture, which is now used in IVF like treatments, which was when I was younger, was would have been one of those demon-possessed things that I wasn't allowed Mm. to go near, which actually was because it's not. From white people, (laughs) like there were so many things like that. It's like, oh no, 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 that's really dodgy. What are we actually saying when we do that? And so, Mm. for me, that's part part of why. Like, I just want to be really careful not to dismiss things because I don't have a white man's scientific approval on it. Got it. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, so there's there's I kind of like that's part of where I come from with it. Is like Mm -hmm. I want to trust there are whole nations of people who are like, who absolutely solidly are like, no, this is true. Yeah. This is what the way it works. And often science catches up with it later. Yeah. Like if at all.
1: Yeah. If at all. And that's the other thing about science though. It's like, we kind of say that science will prove things, but actually can it prove anything 100%? It works in favor of like this kind of like, there's a a percentage parameter (laughs) that, that we will, yeah, kind of draw conclusions from. I'm with you. And also that's something that I checked in with myself when I decided to kind of step away from Christianity. There's aspects that I relate to and there's aspects that I don't relate to. But also like I've just, it's been presented to me throughout my life that kind of African spirituality or yes. Caribbean spirituality is wrong yeah. and when we look at the history of slavery and where that was a you know but those things were banned yeah. I then have to check in with myself and say mm-hmm. why am I dismissing this when that's actually yes. probably something that's more intuitively closer to me yes than a faith that actually was used against my ancestors yes.
0: yeah. the
1: bible was used as a weapon against I slaves and so I yeah I think it's important to be reflective mm-hmm. of what's always presented to us. And I, I've always been somebody that will question everything. Mm. <laughs> when I was little, my mum used to like, tell me to shut up all the time because i just talk too much and be like, but why is this and why? I was so inquisitive. Mm. And I've really stuck, tried to stay to that yeah. premise, like query everything. We should be allowed to mm. question things and then make decisions for ourselves instead yeah. of being told. And even as I say this now, we're speaking about human design, but go and
0: research it for yourself yes. and you make yes. that decision. For yourself, yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) I love that. So, if someone's listening to this and they're like, "Oh, I am curious," what's their (laughs) best? Like, obviously, your website and your stuff. (laughs) Yeah. What's the best way for them to like start to explore if human design could be something that like vibes with with them?
1: Well, so on my website, you can actually, if you want to know what your human design is, there's a free human design chart that you can pull for yourself, and for that, you need to know your date of birth. The, the closest like exact time is great but as close as you can get to your time so you can mm. kind of you know lean into that and just your location of where you're born I have a quiz on my website actually that just goes off kind of like characteristics of different types mm. that's really fun to get into just to kind of mm. be intrigued by that so I have a human design quiz on my website the way that I started literally was just googling yeah what is the type what's my type but if you wanted to really get into what your type is and really understand yourself then of course i offer readings human design readings that is very layered but extremely extremely useful and
0: so yeah. useful yeah so I and mean, it's just so like i'm literally i'm rejigging my launch because of it like i'm just really thinking about things like and, and like i said and i came at it like jasmine asked me yesterday what 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 level would I say and I was like I don't know like beginner-ish like and I so I really am early on but I did know some of it but it yeah. was still so incredibly helpful I think I said to you was like, I feel like you're walking around in my brain like, <laughs> there's so many things where I was like <laughs> just kept being like what's that face you're pulling because I was like, what? <laughs> like what's going on so yeah thank you so much can you tell people like what's your where they can find you on Instagram and what your yes. website is and we'll link them below as well
1: Brilliant. So, my Instagram is jazrina underscore harlow. That's J A Z R E N A underscore H A R L O W or jazrinaharlow.com. So, exactly how I yeah. spelled it, all one word.com. And yeah, you can click on human design and you'll see there's a free chart you can pull there. And then I also offer discovery calls mm. if anybody wants to have a chat beforehand because yeah. that's really, really useful, especially yeah. if you have a specific thing that you're working on. Yeah. And you can just see if I'm your person because it's always good to have some rapport with someone you're going to do reading with so yeah yeah.
0: and I think what you said is so important and it's something that I think about a lot with coaching as well it's like if you are interested in this just really look at who you're getting your info from like Mm. if you're someone that that values and I hope you are because you're listening to this podcast nuance and people honoring other and believing other people's experiences and the intersections that come with it just check in on someone's content and how and by the way you can't tell that just by the way someone looks like yeah (laughs) just to say and that's not enough of a barometer but like just look at their content look at how they're talking about it see how you vibe with it and jasmine is obviously a brilliant person for it because that is what will really like mean that you can explore this stuff whilst being able to ask the questions like whilst being open about it and i think that's Mm. what we need we need to be able to to have open conversations about this and kind of wrestle with what can be Uncomfortable and sticky, but there's yeah. so much wisdom that gets lost. I think when we just throw it all out. Yeah, for sure. thank you so much for being thanks
1: for here. having me. It's been brilliant.
0: Um, I I said to Jes in the beginning. I feel like I've spent days with you, and now and now we'll be apart. But thank you so much for being here, and I hope everyone let me know how you found the episode. I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on this one. All right, <laughs> see you next time.